to you all from my closet because if you don't know by now, this is where I record my episodes. It's my only private spot in my house where the sound is really nice and clear. So here I am coming from the closet and just wanting to give a little update on what I learned this week. I am definitely a person who can say, I don't know what I don't know. I do love learning. I am a truth-seeking type of person. So when I find out these new things, it really blows my mind a lot of the time. And I just like, it's funny because a lot of the time it's stuff that I either already knew, but I'm hearing it in a different way and seeing it in a different perspective to where now I'm able to actually articulate it and comprehend it and make sense of it and relate it to what I want to talk about. Or it's brand new information that I was like, oh, cool. I didn't really know that at all. And I guess I never really took the time to question the other stuff that I knew, which is kind of an important lesson. Like just always be curious, constantly asking questions because you don't know everything. I don't know everything. Your parents don't know everything. Nobody knows everything because new stuff comes out like every single day, it feels like at this point. So there is a vast amount of knowledge that we haven't learned yet and there's just so much to do. (laughs) But so I was doing research on astrology because I wanted to have an episode about the Mars retrograde that was coming up at the end of this month, which I still want to post (laughs) that episode because I do think it has like good lessons to it and it's always just good to, you know, think ahead and think of, I don't know, what's coming up in life and it's hard for me to talk about now because my mind is just like kind of blown on what I've found out about astrology, so I'll get back to that. But there is a big difference between traditional and modern astrology and while I've been doing more and more research on this, the biggest things that I found was... Modern astrology took traditional, it took the traditional studies of astrology and made it more psychological and more individual oriented rather than traditional makes it more external and situational and event orientated. I was reading an article from a few years ago, actually, um, back in 2018, The title is Astrology Isn't Fake, It's Just Been Ruined by Modern Psychology, which I, of course, had to click on this because as someone who loves psychology but also, like, sometimes really hates psychology in certain spaces, I was like, oh, this has got to be good. So this article goes on to say that you might think that astrological predictions are fluffy woo-woo that won't help you navigate your year ahead. But that's not because astrology itself is inaccurate. It's because it's been ruined by modern psychology. So he's kind of saying in this first little paragraph that a lot of this stuff became this woo-woo, hippy-dippy, fluffy shit when that's not what traditional astrologists were trying to do. They weren't trying to be like, hey, here's your sun sign and this is what's going to happen to you when this planet retrogrades or like you know, because you're this way, this is what's going to happen to you. And this is just how you are in life. And I think there is kind of this misconception that people use astrology and astrological signs in that sense of like, I am the way I am because of this, or like, I'm not going to get along with this person because of this, that and the third characteristic trait, like, people are just different. And like, 
you just don't get along with certain people because you don't. And your signs may or may not have something to do with it, whatever. Like, either way, that doesn't change the fact that, you know, you don't get along with that person. <laughs> it might help in certain respects. There have been times when I've read complete birth charts of myself and friends and other people in my life. And I've been like, wow, that hits home so hard. And we'll bust up laughing about the things that we've argued about in the past or where we hold tensions because in this chart it's just explained so accurately and it's kind of hilarious. But there is that learned helplessness with it or that learned like entitlement almost sort of with it. And that's a whole other thing. More of what I found. So modern astrology is more psychological and character oriented. oriented whereas traditional is more external, situational, and event-oriented. This comes from an article back in 2011 by Charlie Obert. All these articles I will, of course, post in the show notes. Obert goes on to explain, In modern astrology, the chart is a map of your mind. In traditional astro astrology, it is your mind and your external circumstances and what happens to you. Modern astrology takes this chart of yours and shows that you can have these certain tendencies or characteristics, but with hard work and positive thinking, these things can be changed. Whereas with traditional astrology, it's rooted more in a view that's much more deterministic or fate-based. You're not looking so much to change or transcend your chart as you are looking at it to learn the will of the divine and your place in the overall order of things. He says, I like to think of it as aligning yourself with the order of the universe and how you happen to fit into it. So it's not saying the universe is created around you and it circulates around you and, you know, you have all these things, but here's how to work on it so that you can become divine. It's like, hey, the divine already set all this stuff up. Here's how you fit into that story. And that's that is <laughs> what I'm getting here. He goes on to say that modern astrology has also put this sense of equality and fortune and chance for success in life for each individual person and taken these different parts within their signs, within their astrology and the ideas that surround them as, don't worry, you might be like this, but this will happen or you may have grown up like this, but now you're this, so then you can be here. Like, it's it's very much like, don't worry, we got you. Whereas traditional astrology is showing that sometimes people are fortunate and sometimes people are just unfortunate. There are some planets that can be helpful or beneficial or some that are going to be really disruptive. All charts are not created equal and not all planets are equally effective. Some people may be more fated for success or good marriage or wealth or etc. Whereas some are more fated to just have rough lives in different ways. And I thought this was really great because there is kind of this sense of all of us wanting to be really special and all of us thinking that we have a really special place in this earth and in the universe around us and with the divine. And there is truth to that. I do believe that. I believe that each person is unique and each of us can bring something different to the world. However, I still think there's kind of this balance that's getting thrown off. Still, unfortunately, people that are going to be on that less fortunate list. 
because that's just kind of how it is. Like you can't, not everything can be great for everyone. And that sounds really pessimistic and maybe cynical, but I'm starting to learn more and more that that might be more true than I thought it was at least. I recently had dinner with um, my mom and her friends and one of her friends was complaining about how millennials and Gen Z or whatever are so lazy and entitled to have all these good things in their life, but they're not willing to do the work. And while I disagreed with her on some points, I also agreed with her on a lot of it because there is very much this learned helplessness there. I think a lot of us also know that about ourselves, which causes us to struggle even more. I call my show Closet Psycho because I know that I'm kind of insane because I know the things that I do and yet I'll keep repeating them because in some weird way it gives me like this sick kind of satisfaction of proving to people that I'm right in a sense. And if that doesn't make sense to you, I feel like you're maybe not as crazy as I am, which is maybe a good thing. <laughs> but there is this like learned helplessness and I, for lack of a better like verbiage, I'm just going to keep repeating that because I don't like using the word lazy. I think there can be a lazy aspect, especially with people in my generation and after and, you know, before. There are always lazy people, of course, right? We've also gotten so stuck on the fact that we are all so special and we all deserve so, so much because we're here and we're part of the universe and how dare you say that I'm less than you because I just haven't lived as long. That's kind of the mentality where we fight with them in. I just found it really interesting. And it's hard to get us out of that state of mind because I think we're also a big generation that has done way more psychedelics in the sense of reaching that divine and connecting to our other parts of us, our more spiritual side, our more like downsides. Like we take psychedelics to find things out about ourselves and the world around us. And I don't know if that was seen as much through generations before us. Of course, again, there are always going to be those people who were doing that. But I'm speaking more of like a majority. And I just wonder if that kind of plays into this piece of us feeling like we're more entitled or people seeing us as more entitled because We've seen the other side and we know that it's there and we just really want to get to that now. I think before a lot of people were more driven by money and that's how they got to these points of like, okay, if I can just be wealthy enough to live a good life, then I'll have a good life. And our generations are saying we don't need money to have a good life. We just think in general we should, we deserve a good life because we're here. That's just a little tangent on boomers versus millennials. And again, I will learn more and more as I do research and talk to other people. So my perspectives will change and my opinions will change because I am an ever fluid person and I just want to learn what there is to learn. And I just piece together what I have now. <laughs> so getting back to astrology here, something else that I found interesting was it says in a lot of these articles that matters like money and love and career, these all started becoming part of the zodiac signs and star constellations 
which were never found in ancient texts. It's important to pry these pieces apart and see how the ancients related movements of the heavens with events on earth compared to the new age psychological astrology, which accentuates internal matters of the mind and spirit, which opens up way too much room for confirmation bias. So I think what that's saying here from, again, this article in 2018, which I will post, um, it's saying that the modern astrology kind of brought in these other aspects of life that traditional astrology never really touched on. They weren't saying that the stars and your signs or whatever had anything to do with your love, with your money, with your career, etc. They were more talking about how the planetary movements had impacts on Earth, not to each individual because of where their signs are. The ancient cultures that were doing astrology, they kept these very careful records looking for correlations between what happened in the sky above them and in this material world that was around them. What they're pointing out about modern astrology is that it has a really wonderful way of of letting people interpret the workings of their minds onto the environment around them, which it leaves too much like wiggly room for astrology to simply sound like affirmations of what people want to hear about themselves and think about the world. There's also this nurturing approach that psychologists have taken that has polluted modern astrology. Again, this is coming from that 2018 article where they're, uh, they're connecting astrology and psychology. And what he what they're relating here is that even if there's an astrological configuration that is expressing that there's going to be misfortune or trouble or you know that your life isn't going to be just easy breezy rainbows and unicorns they weren't actually being real with people they were just saying like okay so you may run into this that and the third but guess what that's just an opportunity for growth. So let's work on that. And then you end up in kind of this cycle of constantly trying to work on things and never being able to break through it because guess what? It's already been, it's already assigned. <laughs> there is no like breaking through if from my understanding of this. And the article goes on to say, this is almost patronizing to the person who is getting this reading of your life just might be kind of shitty in this aspect or the other. But instead of telling you that, I'm just going to weave around it and say that you could grow in this area. Where is the trust in that is what this article says, which I agree and disagree with because no one wants to be too harsh or too soft. You don't want to be blatantly or bluntly, you know, truthful and rude. So I do like the wording of opportunity for growth because it does help people move forward and know that they can learn how to deal with these bad aspects of their life. But it's also kind of patronizing in the sense of like, why don't you just tell them that like things might be shitty? 
So it's really kind of a catch-22 there. I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, I'm like, mm, you know, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to, hard to know. Another person that's talked about a lot in astrology is Carl Jung, which I found really cool because I like Carl Jung for a lot of different things. And they're talking about how he began exploring astrology and he's the one who created these psychological categories of introversion and extroversion and the Myers-Briggs personalities test. And, you know, he was a big important person for psychology and the human psyche. He, he did, however, regularly reference astrology in a lot of his book. I like what they kind of say about Jung here. He says, Jung's prognosis reduced astrology into hokey pop psychology, fun to consume, but about as substantive as a sugary breakfast cereal. Astrology has become this very fun thing to consume, and it's really cool, but there are things about it that can be seen as very real. It's kind of like out with the new and in with the old. <laughs> Again, I still think there's a lot of like to do here with modern astrology and traditional psychology, or I'm sorry, modern astrology and traditional astrology, because reading more and more about this, they've been saying that a lot of the texts that they found just haven't been translated and there still needs to be worked on on translating all of that all the words all the math where these things were etc but it opened up something new for me because I was like wanting to bank so much on astrology when I had found astrology it was really important to me and it became kind of a lifeline for me in certain aspects like when I really really needed a lot of help I would turn to astrology and I would go to these apps or look up my birth chart and read about certain things and I would feel a lot of peace for where I'm at and then it would help me just let go of a lot and I was like okay like you know the stars are aligned it is what it is etc like moving forward right and I think that's where it needs to stay at is not basing your whole life around it <laughs> because it can become like that and then it makes you feel like you have no control over your life anymore and in some ways you do, in some ways you don't. I'm not going to get into that right now. But that's kind of what it makes you feel like is you don't have any control because I can read my horoscope and I can look at my sun and my rising and my moon and look at all these things. And then those are my excuses or my read is my reasonings for why I am the way I am, why I'm not going to do these things, why I'm bad at this, why I'm good at that, whatever. And it can really leave you with no sense of urgency for yourself. So I think while it can be very helpful and beneficial in ways of like what they said, like kind of more of a traditional way of thinking, okay, you know what, this stuff is already here and here are things that I'm going to struggle with throughout life or things that I might bump into or whatever, like that might just be part of my life and now what? <laughs> just keep living and take the things that you can with a grain of salt and if it helps you then it helps you and until it's too much or until it starts impacting in a negative way then it's bad so like I said when I was going through really hard times there were times when astrology really helped me to be like okay you know what I am just on this floating rock and I am special because I'm here and that's important 
and I have something special to offer. And that's kind of just what I've learned this week so far about astrology and how there is a difference between what we see as astrology and what used to actually be astrology. So there you go.